Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, thank you for joining us today. I'm glad that you have downloaded this podcast to uh, listen to us. And we certainly hope that uh, you will learn something, be edified, and Christ would always be glorified. We uh, have a couple things I'd like to say here at the beginning. We still have a web page, and if you go to the support tab, there is a free ebook for downloading still. And I don't know how long that will still be available. It's been up for a while, and the lady has been very generous with us to allow us to have that. I hope that uh, you at least check it out. It is really, truly free, and uh, that you would sign up for that as well. We are no longer on Facebook. We were put in Facebook jail, and I think it's, that page has been completely taken down. So, uh, And we're not going to pursue Facebook any longer. I know it seemed like the, the world is on Facebook, but we're not trying to be part of the world. I was just using that uh, Facebook page to try to reach out uh, to promote this, obviously, and and to be able to communicate with others. So um, we're no longer on there. If that's inconvenient to you, I uh, certainly apologize. Uh, so if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it and follow along. I'm going to do a reading here first from the Bible. First uh, Corinthians chapter six, First Corinthians uh, chapter six, and we're going to start in verse 19, nineteen and twenty here. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? Verse twenty. For you have been bought with a price; therefore, glorify God in your body. And in, in, in this uh, writing here of the Apostle Paul, we, we hear that the Apostle reminds us that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. And I know in past podcasts I, I reminded you that the fact that Everybody who, who is a baptized Christian has this implanted in their heart, into their soul of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm not going to try to go over that point over and over again. But I think we can finally understand or come to the conclusion and discover that the temple is within us. And between the old man and the new man, there, there are many obstacles and there are many, you know, curtains which prevent us from seeing the real us. Our real selves, uh, the evil one has camouflaged himself into to being us, looking like us type thing. And oftentimes he, he tempts us, um, he fools us in pretending that he just like us and, and that we have this sad and... and and, and hopelessness uh, that we come to where we think, well, that's just the way I am. And Jesus, he challenges us and says, that's really not the way you are. Uh, 
That's not the way you were created. You yourself have been, you know, manipulated uh, by the evil one. The evil one, just as he did with uh, Adam and Eve, he, he tries to speak into our mind and our thoughts. And he implants these thoughts to Eve to partake of the tree, of the knowledge of good and, e and evil. And at that time, they really had knowledge of good, but the evil one thought that they should know something more. They should know, uh, and so he manipulates them, and, and wanting to understand also evil, have a taste of evil, the taste of disobedience. And, and so from that point on, really this avalanche happened to the entire race of mankind. And so the evil one camouflages himself, and he pretends that he's us, and and so we have to find the real us, and that is the Holy Spirit. We're made in his image and his likeness of God, and if we could really find our, our real selves, we will have accomplished a very important yet basic task. And that's what the apostle uh, talks about in, in this reading that we just had in, in Corinthians. You know, we, we come among this idea that separates us uh, from the Lord. And we, we want to touch things that uh, are not clean. And, and then we get thinking, well, God will never want me back. And that's just simply a, a sad state. You know, God wants us to be uh, his son and his daughter type of idea. Blessed. Uh, by God. He, he's calling us out of this delusion that the devil has made, calling us out of the world. And he tells us, although you're, you're in this world, you're really not supposed to be part of this world. You're not of this world. You weren't created to, to be this evil. You know, I was talking to somebody here the other day, and, and basically uh, they were talking about one of the most beautiful things, what they see in other people. And this one person they were discussing seems to be, you know, a really uh, humble type person, this, this state of uh, humility. And that's how we really come to have peace in our life. Because I think this is what God is really calling us all out to be. You know, we, we can have this turmoil that comes out of, of being proud of ourselves. And, but I think God calls us out because he has chosen us, he loves us, and he wants us to have this dignity and the honor, which only God can really give us as Christians. God calls us out from the dirt from the, the filthiness of evil and unrighteousness. And as we study the Bible, I think we, we, we can read very clearly 
the thoughts that are coming from Jesus. And, and we hear his words, and, and we should understand that every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God is true. Because if, if it's not true, then he's not the God that he claims to be. And I personally don't want to go there uh, thinking that. But if he's not the God that he claims to be, then the whole thing's a lie. I mean, how can I trust anything that would come out of his mouth? In his dogmatic truth, there are plenty of people who are very concerned about upholding uh, canons, and, and yet those canons which come from the symbols are of God-inspired. When, when I use the word canon, I'm talking about the Bible. In uh, the different versions of it, you know, for whatever reasons, we had this idea that we need to change the wording, and that's just, that's really kind of sad. I, I have a favorite version. I'll be honest about it. I really enjoy the New American Standard update. But to be honest about it, uh, you know, have you ever read the preface of your Bible? Do you really know if you're, the Bible that you're using is a paraphrase? Is it a word-for-word -word to the Greek? Uh, and we need to also understand that you've heard me say this too in the past, that not every word translates from one language to another language very well sometimes. But the original scripture that was written down for us to have is God-breathed. It's God-inspired. And we need to know what comes out of the very mouth of God. There's some, really, I think, some forgotten basics of Jesus in what he has, what he tells us. Those things which prove that faith in, in, in the Christian life is above a worldly sickness, above the worldly disasters that go on around us. And Jesus says to treat people the way you want them to treat you. And I think that's a pretty basic concept. Uh, people talk about this all the time at work and, and church and things that have been around. But in reality, we, uh, we need to, as Christians, we really need to, to raise our character above, above evil, above the worldly desires, uh, above people who... Uh, don't want to, to be treated nicely, I guess. You know, we, we talk about turning the other cheek. Uh, we talk about uh, the golden rule. And we seem to get upset or, or angry with people uh, when we judge people without a quorum. Uh, we can say whatever we, we want against anybody, but if they say that against me, oh, look out. You know, Loving one another, treating one another as though they are also made in the image of God. We allow pride to get in our way. It, it, it puffs us up. It inflates us, inflates us, you know, and we kind of get out of control. Depending on how deep our pride is, uh, Jesus challenges us and says, 
if you love those people who love you, you know, what's the big deal? I mean, they all do that. Sinners do the same thing. And that's normal. That's a natural thing for human beings to, to do. Because here in this life, we're either uh, above all the, the evil natural things or, or we're, we're not. We're part of the dynamic type world. In our natural human state, for example, is which Jesus tells us there is a normal and a natural. To love or not to love. To love those who love us, but he wants us to take the, the high road. He wants us to love our enemies. So it's normal and natural for us to love people who love us. It's not so natural to do the other. You know, we're, we all have feelings, we all have emotions, uh, and when we love people who love us, thankfully, uh, with, with joy and, and gratitude, but then Jesus says, well, if you only do good to those who do good to you, uh, sinners, they do the same thing. So Jesus keeps using this comparison of the world, the, the carnal nature of human beings, and those of us who claim to be uh, Christians, to, to be above all of that, to, to lead by example. But again, if I tell you, if you only love those who love you, what good is that? Love those who hate you. Uh, do good to those who despise you or use you. Uh, and this is not easy. Uh, we've all been taken advantage of. Uh, we've all uh, ran into people who always think they're better than you. Uh, they think they're even in the church. I mean, they think they're better, stronger Christians than you. Uh, I mean, it's not just uh, at work or school, but it's every uh, aspect of your life. The faith of Christians should be above this carnal uh, above what is earthly. Uh, and this is what Jesus really wants, because we must prepare ourselves for the next life, that is, eternal life. We have to be above uh, the things of this world. We must understand with this dogmatic truth, and yet I'm afraid to say that most Christians do not stress, and neither do they really understand the words that Jesus would be saying here. We have so many examples from the lives of, of, of people, how grace can depart from a person and a Christian, especially uh, those of us who have the small uh, little taste in the spiritual life. We, we know that if we lose grace, our mind is darkened. You know, I, I talking to somebody here a while back. I they said, "Well, look, I I, I think uh, I'm having a lot of struggles in my in my life, and it's just not easy for me to uh, to understand to be really a Christian." And and we got talking. You know, being a Christian, I think in this country, I'm sure it's true all over the world. Just because you say you are one doesn't make you one. You know, it takes grit. It takes sand. It takes courage 
to to be a Christian and live the life that is laid out for us in the scriptures and how we should act, talk, walk, and all that. And so many people just have this delusion that no matter what they do or say, it, it's okay, and they can still be uh, a Christian. And so, you know, we we need to get past some of this. We need to understand that everybody's tempted. Everybody sometimes uh, falls into sin and has struggles. But we need to have this reality, this realistic moment, and come up to this uh, conclusion that we have a God who loves us. We have a God who has shown us uh, his light. He showed us how much he really, truly loved us uh, by dying on a cross, shedding his blood, who has laid out his words of life and wisdom uh, that we call the Bible. And only focus on what God has to say. I mean, going back to the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, uh, they allowed themselves to uh, to be deceived. They they knew what God had told them, and here is uh, the devil uh, talking to them and saying, "You know, God really doesn't have your best interest in mind. He he didn't say you couldn't eat that, you know." Uh, and so they do. And here here's poor uh, Eve. She she eats first, and I think Adam is standing right there. And he's watching, and he should have taken on the the, uh, the male role of being the head of the household, uh, spiritually speaking, and said, look, Eve, God said, no, um, we're not doing that. Uh, drop that fruit, okay? Don't, just leave it be. But he doesn't. I think he's sitting there waiting, because he really wants to try it too. He wants to eat it, uh, but he's waiting to see if Eve falls over dead, because God has told him, the day you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. And that's on Genesis chapter 1. And so, uh, if Eve doesn't die, he's going to eat it. Now, I think if she would have fallen over dead, there's a doornail right there, uh, he would have never touched it. He would have walked away from it and said, well, glad I didn't step on that. But she doesn't physically die that moment. Spiritually, they both died that moment. And that's really what uh, God really was indicating. There would be a spiritual death. And so, of course, uh, they could have lived forever in the garden. And that's why they are thrown out. You know, there are several trees, a tree of life and tree of wisdom and you know, all this. And so they were allowed to eat some of those fruits of some of those trees. And God had, I believe, every intention of us living forever with him in paradise. And he does. There is a symbolic thing here as well. The, the symbol of being with God forever and eternity with him in the spiritual realm. You know, you and I are trapped in a physical body. We're trapped in time. And we really just, I don't believe we can completely correspond or comprehend at all, really, what eternity is about. I understand what number of years I've lived. I can, I can relate to that. Uh, 
Can I relate to thousands of years, millions of years? I know that it exists in timekeeping, but I have no idea what it would be like uh, to live that way. Uh, and so the devil, he, he's just simply jealous uh, that we're made in God's image. I think he's really jealous that there, there is a redemption for us and not for him. And so I want to have my, my special place in paradise with God, right along with the rest of the, uh, the faithful, uh, the martyrs, uh, the rest of the saints and, and God. You know, uh, I, I want that for everyone who listens. And again, being a Christian is not necessarily easy. It's not a box of chocolates. It is a constant challenge to remain faithful. It is the world around us always tempting us. Um, there's, there's everywhere you go, there's signs, there's music, there's uh, neighbors, work environment, school environment, whatever, that tell us and tempt us to pull us away from our focus on where it should really be, and that should be on Christ. And we all fall short of that, including myself. And we just need to get on our knees. We need to pray and ask God, hey, I, I really need your help. Please forgive me. Uh, cleanse me with your blood. Uh, we, we need to start denying um, the old sinful way. You know, this word hate in the uh, English language has malice in it. But really in the original language, in the context of the, of the Bible... It just simply means to reject. And so there's, there's a verse that says, uh, God said, uh, Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. Well, again, he just rejects. He, and so he rejects him because uh, Esau rejected God. So if we're going to reject God, God will reject us. I mean, it's really pretty simple. It sounds kind of unpolitically correct. I know many uh, Christian circles would say, oh, God would never do that. But if we're going to deny Jesus, we're going to deny uh, what he's telling us. We're, we're just really idol worshipers. We're worshiping ourselves. We're worshiping the world around us. And we need to start focusing on the spiritual law that Christ has laid out. That is his law to to repent, to forgive others, to take the high road along life's path. We need to let God do His thing. We need to allow grace to, to come into our lives. We need the grace of God to, to be in other people's lives around us and allow God to do His job. He's been doing it a lot longer than you and I have. And uh, I... Uh, one of the hardest lessons I think I've ever had to learn as a young as a young preacher years ago was I'd get upset. Why ain't people listening? Why won't they follow what the God is telling them? I mean, I'm trying to teach them. I'm trying to preach it to them. But at the end of the day, we have to let people make their own decisions because there is a thing of free will. And God wants all of us to freely love him and obey him and does it doesn't mean, again, that we won't have struggles, because we will. 
there's sickness around us, there's death, there's persecution. Um, life is just really not necessarily that easy. We need the grace of God. We need the Word of God. We need to have a prayer life. We need strong Christians, brothers and sisters around us that are also seeking the truth of God's Word and not just having their ears tickled, uh, not just, uh, I don't know how many sermons I've heard over the years uh, in some of the local congregations that I've attended like recently here. It's the same, same church, same pew type of idea. Uh, it's the same doll, might have a little different color dress on it. And really, what I'm trying to say is, it's always the same topic. And that topic could be, we're the only ones say the rest of the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Uh, true or not, I'm not going to get in, a, in this podcast. The truth of the matter is, you need to know the entire Word of God. You need to know, there's only one way to really truly know the depths of God's mind, His heart, and that's to study the complete Word of God. And I believe this is a lifetime um, event. I mean, I, I think it, is, it takes a lifetime. And even then, I think it's going to take eternity to get to know the depths and the power and the knowledge of God. And He wants to share all that with us. I, I really believe that. And... We, we need the, the intercession of the Holy Spirit. We need the, the Word in our life. We, we need to study the Word and memorize the Word. Uh, you know, years ago there was out on social media uh, a video of, of some folks in an Asian country. I really don't remember exactly where. But anyway, they opened up this package, big box, and what's inside is Bibles. And they're literally fighting over these Bibles. Everybody wants, and there's plenty for everybody, but they all are afraid they may not get their Bible because they want it. They want to read it, they want to study it, and they want to know who God is. How many people, especially here in America, have 15, 20 Bibles laying around, different versions, few Bibles in front of them, uh, and they never really ever opening it up and reading and studying it. We need to, honestly, there could be a day at a time in America where it would be illegal to have a Bible, uh, our own a Bible, and we, we need to be reading it while we can. We need to be storing up God's Word in our heart. We need to treasure who God is and what He wants for us. I know this is a kind of a new year. It started here where at the end of January almost here already. And uh, I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day to download this podcast. I want you to also take time to, to read God's Word and be in prayer. And pray with your family. Pray with friends. Uh, pray with your neighbor, co-worker, you know, if you can find us, folks. And that, they're out there. They really are. They want to pray with you. I was real impressed here um, a couple weeks ago. I was walking through the locker room at work, and there was two people praying. One guy walked up to the other and said, Hey, I really need prayer today. I'm really struggling. And that man stopped and said, You bet. And they prayed. And what a blessing for me uh, to witness that. Uh, 
I didn't get real deep into what they were praying about. I felt like that was between them and, and, and God. But are we just really that afraid to pray in public? I think we are. Um, we need to be praying, studying, and I know I sound like a broken record. I want to, again, thank you for taking time out of your day to download this podcast and to listen to us. Um, I pray that uh, all who uh, listen each, each week to this podcast are, are getting uh, positive things out of this podcast. I, I pray that God would always bless this podcast, always have the time and the resources to, to present a, a podcast that is worthwhile. I had... Please tell others about us and how you found us. And I know uh, I got an email here again the other day. This is actually from uh, overseas. I'm not going to say where, but where they have, uh, they listen to this podcast as a group and they discuss it. And so, I mean, I'm just really honored by that. And so thank you, you know, to the Lord for all of that. Again, I want to thank you for listening. Please pray uh, for this podcast and the ministry. Pray for one another and keep seeking out the Lord. Again, uh, may God bless you and may he always have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may He have the glory.